Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, buddy. Hey, dude. I am so excited because we are at South by Southwest. Oh, my God. It is so uh, it, it's indescribable. It I is know. so huge. Austin there, is a city full yeah. of people. Oh, my God. And food and drink. Mm-hmm. And there is a distressing amount of extremely attractive men and women walking around. And I kind of told my coworker that I would go up to every hot guy that I see and tell them that I have a fashion blog and can I please take a picture of them? And I'm starting to realize that that's really creepy and I'm <laughs> probably not going to do it, but... It's kind of the equivalent of like just lying. To it's sort of kind of like lying and then doing something without their consent, which is not Ooh. cool. Ooh, you know what you could do? Huh. Say, I really love your style. Do you mind if I take a picture of you? <gasps> Right? Because that's all true. That is, that's all true. And they can say no. And they can say no. And you say, I respect that. Mm-hmm. And then. And then you take it run secretly. Away. Okay. <laughs> and then you, and then you pitch a tent in your therapist's yard so you can talk to them every day mm-hmm. for like six weeks. Yep. 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 Well, we are very excited because today we have a very special guest. It's Hannah Marks, the director of the new John Green movie, Turtles All the Way down. You know, she's the youngest female director for a major studio production. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. I am so excited to see what nicknames we come up with to distinguish ourselves. I know. We'll be three Hannahs. Three Hannahs. Three Hannahs. And do you know how old she is? She's 25. She's twin. She's a, uh, she's a, but ba- a she's maid. A baby. She's a, a fetus. Let's go listen to this baby talk. Oh, hello, hello. Let's get ready to podcast. Awesome. Ding, ding, hello. ding. Hello. Uh, hello. Hi, guys. Hello. Hello, hello. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. You are here for our live recording of our podcast, Analyze This. Wow. It's going to be the most fun for you than anybody else. Uh, my name is Hannah Hart, and I am here with my co-host, Hannah Gelb. Yes, I am Hannah Gelb. And our amazing guest, Hannah Marks! I'm truly honored to be the third Hannah. Um, I don't think we've ever had a Hannah on the show. Now, you might think because we have different last names, we'll just differentiate that way. Yeah. However, I think we should come up with, like, weird, cool little nicknames. Like, like you'll be blue eyes, and I'll be... Green eyes? And you'll be brown eyes. Brown eyes? Yeah. (laughs) Or... Uh, That's as far as I got, actually, so... Well, we actually, uh, I call Hannah the Gelb. I call her Gelb a lot. And it's kind of funny because out of all the Hannahs, we are the only two who don't need to differentiate uh, with each other. But I'm always like, Hannah Gelb. Oh, and I'm, but I'm, I'm like, the Hannah other Hart. Hannah. 
So why do I say that? I like that we're all Hannahs that are palindromes. We all have the H at the end. Oh, if there's a Hannah without an H at the end, cover your ears for just a moment. <laughs> right? Go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> it's not their fault, you know? It's, it's their the parents', parents fault. Yeah, it's the parents' fault. They, they did that to them. Uh, do you have a favorite palindrome? Aside from Hannah? Hannah, Hannah yeah. no. Race car is mine. That's a good one. This is riveting stuff. I We're think all so. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, this is what you get when you come to analyze this. I'm sure some of you knew. Um, but you're right. I, I, well, let's talk about creativity. We can get started going towards the topic at hand. Uh, we took a look at your beginnings, and we have, we have some questions. Yes. My question is, how have you done so much in such a short amount of time? <laughs> I'm uh, so impressed. Thank you. Yeah, it's um, very impressive. I, I mean, I started acting when I was five, and my mom started acting when she was six. So mm. I kind of just copied what my mom and her brothers did. They were all in show business. When you grow up in a creative household, uh, especially one that has had some success and, like, people can actually do it, there's, is there any pressure to, like, you know, have a backup plan, get a, like, different job? I mean, I started at five, so I didn't really think about backup plans. <laughs> Really? At five, you weren't just like, mm, I don't know about my portfolio options. I, I mean, that I was me at five. <laughs> I definitely was uh, planning on going to college, and then that never happened. So, what would you study? I don't know. That was the problem. Oh, I mean, a lot of people go to college without knowing yeah. what they want to study. I mean, I had a fantasy of going to NYU and being like a very cool, artsy, intellectual New Yorker. And instead, you're successful. Okay. <laughs> you could still do that. I would love to still do that. There's the Gallatin program. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think, I think about getting good. a master's all the time. I went to school for English Lit and Japanese Language. That's actually how we met, mm -hmm. um, was abroad. Yeah, Amazing. give it up for English Lit. <laughs> Let's talk about composition. Um, but I think about even though, you know, I have a career and I'm able to sustain myself in a creative industry, I think about getting a master's, man. I'm like, just earlier today, Hannah Hart was like, I want to be a carpenter. <laughs> Well, you said, what would you be doing if you weren't? What would you do if you were working in a different life, do you think? Can you come back to me on that? Yeah, definitely. Sorry. Got so, what, would you, what would you guys do? You know, do? as a 25-year-old, you probably don't <laughs> mull over and regret as much as a 32-year-old. So take your time with that. Don't worry no, about I, it. No, it's not that. It'll Honestly, come. I have thought about that a lot. I just have zero other skills. I, I mean, I told you I can barely cook. I don't drive. I like. I can't function as a human outside of show business, and it uh, depresses me regularly. Mm -hmm. But I'll figure it out. You can get a driver's license. I believe in you. I think you can. I, I failed four times. I take back. I'm a danger to the road. <laughs> you know, it's not for everybody. I Honestly, mean, why should I be on the road? Like everyone's like, you can still do it, but why? I'm just gonna hurt people. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's responsible. You're taking on social responsibility. Thank you. Um, speaking of social responsibility, we saw earlier in your uh, resume. Is that what it's called when you're an actor? Portfolio. What is it called? Resume. Resume. Yeah. Uh, you were in a movie called Slash? Yes. Tell us about it. Uh, so, well, it premiered what, here. What are South your fandoms? <laughs> what am I what? What are your fandoms? My, I don't even know what that means. A fandom? Oh, There's my God. A, Am I supposed to know what that means? I'm sorry. What's, what's Slash about? No, not at all. Not at all. Slash, well, so Slash premiered here at South by two years ago, and um, it's about 
Uh, two kids that don't realize they're gay. One's a boy, one's a girl, and they kind of fall in love with each other. So they're Whoa. figuring out if they actually are gay. And they just realize that they don't need to answer their sexuality right away at 16 years old. And in the meantime, they're writing um, a lot of erotic fan fiction and going to Comic-Cons. That's what doing slash, drugs. That's what slash is. Slash is, yes. <laughs> slash is homosexual Homo erotic, erotic fan fiction. Erotic fan fiction. Hello, South by Southwest. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, I mean, South by was the perfect audience for that movie. I think I'm, so. I'm really, really proud of it. I think it was a really meaningful topic, and uh, I love Comic-Con. It was just a fun thing. It was great, I bet. I dressed I up as an elf. When I saw the trailer for that movie, I felt so exposed. <laughs> I was like, I didn't know everyone knows about this. I thought it's new. It's, it's new. It's yeah. it's fine. They'll they'll get over it. They'll stop paying attention. <laughs> um, the the irony is that as a queer woman, I did date a gay guy in high school. We dated each other. That's kind of what the movie. Is. And when we made out, it was just like okay. We went two months without having kissed yet, and we we're like, this is fine. I feel good about this. This feels nice. And then we made out once. And then we watched gay porn together. And then I was like, do you think you might be gay? And he was like, I do think that. Wait, wait, wait. wait. So for two months, you were like, ah, like good night. Let's lie quietly next to each other. I was going to say you should make a movie about this, but it seems like it would be like a five-minute It was a five-minute film. It was fine. I was like, you seem to really like watching this guy jerk off this other guy. Do you want to talk about that? I mean, I'm with it. I'm down. Do you watch anything with women? No. <laughs> That's so unfair. I know. Okay, but the, we're here to talk about yes. creativity. Yes, I have a question. Yes, yes the, the house of creativity. So you grew up in a creative household. So, oh, hmm, that's hard because you don't have any gauge for comparison. Well, my dad is not an artist. He does computer stuff. And he's just cool with you guys all being artists? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think he, he likes... You need one person who can do the taxes He likes to know that I'm, like, successful. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> That's probably pretty good. Before, he was like, oh, I don't know. But how did you guys, as... Um, for me, as a creative person, marrying another creative person, I often worry about how I'm not going to screw up my children. So how did your household make space for creativity in it while also giving you, like, structure and boundaries, responsibility? Or did they not do any of those things, which is totally fine? I don't know. I mean, I was homeschooled pretty much my whole life, so I don't really... I guess I don't really know what normal life is, but then again, everyone's got their own normal. Everyone's got their own shit. I mean, I used to think I was, like, missing out on prom, but then I was, like, pregnant on TV at prom, like, four times. Uh, sorry, I should have strung that sentence together quicker. Um, and you were like, this is heavy. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel I've experienced different high school things just from, like, doing random shows. Yeah. And I feel like maybe that's just as fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's perfectly fine. So you have your creative hat in a lot of different buckets. Are we yes, gonna make- you've done, you've, you're doing directing, you've done writing and acting. Yeah, that's so. Do you? How do you figure out what you want to focus on? Because you probably have there's so much you can do, and you have a lot of talent in all these areas. So how did you kind of decide? You know what? I'm not really going to do acting. I'm going to do more writing, and then now you're moving into directing. Well, I can't sing or dance, so that like ruled out that whole section. Um, 
I I guess for me it's like wherever the quality is or wherever there's something I'm excited about, um, I'll act if there's something that's exciting to me. Or I'm also just like a workaholic, so I'll also work on things that are not exciting to me. Um, I'm trying to not do that's, that. That's too smart much. though because yeah. you know you get to make money. You got to make that. You, gotta, gotta make, make that, that cash dollar. until you are a com- at a comfortable place. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So um, now it's like I don't I don't care which version of it I'm doing as long as it's something I'm passionate about. Um, wow. So yeah. it really feels like. Like, in terms of creativity as a muscle, you can choose where to flex it. I, I hope so. I mean, I guess I feel differently depending on what day you ask me. I mean, sometimes right. I'll watch. I mean, it's hard to watch yourself when you're an actor. It's hard to watch yourself in something. I was, I'm was i here for a movie that I acted in. And I watched the movie and was looking at my chins the whole time. So when that have happens... You ever, I'm sorry, sweetheart. Have you ever yeah. edited yourself <laughs> drunk? Perhaps? <laughs> If you want to say, if you want to talk about hard to watch yourself, it's just like, okay. it's like, you know how when you go out for a night of drinking and you're like, oh man, I hope I didn't do anything weird. Imagine being like, okay, I hope I did something weird. <laughs> and just seeing I what mean, it but is. But that's in the privacy of your own home, right? To be published on the public sea right. of the internet. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I was watching it, and I was like, ah, I want, I want to be able to watch it from an outside perspective, and in that, in that way, it's definitely more fun to just write or. But produce. that self awareness, I think, is something. Look, there's a good and bad to everything, right? Everything has its own unique power, and self awareness um, at its worst will make you hesitant, and at its best will make you constructive. You know, it definitely forces me to get better constantly. Even just with auditioning, you have to self-tape so much, um, oh and that's—I mean—it's mortifying. It's a Watch horrible, yourself horrible process. It's horrible, but it also makes it forces you to get better because you really are seeing what you're doing every day and how much you're growing. And- or forces you to be like, you know, I'm a I'm a good host. I don't. <laughs> maybe I'll just host something instead of auditioning right how do, now. How do you guys decide what kind of content to make? Well, Hannah has a real oh. job. <laughs> Oh, this is job? literally this is Hannah's passion project. Our this podcast is, is, is my, that's right. What, what is your real job? So this out. is your side your side hustle. Yes. What's yes. your real and job? Thank goodness for it because my real job is so boring. What is your real job? I Hannah? cannot reveal it. Oh my bad. Jesus. What if what, what, what about a category? I'll say I work in administration at a university. Wow. Yeah, universities. <laughs> <laughs> Admin is crucial. Hannah has to get to work at like 7 a.m. though. Every day, you know? I get it up at 6 a.m. all the time. Every day for fun? Well, I have puppies. Oh. Yeah. Uh, What kind of... We're taking questions from the audience. Uh, Um, French bulldogs because I'm a basic bitch. Wow! And I love them and they're designed in a cute factory for my enjoyment. I I just found out that French bulldogs can't do natural birth. They have to do cesarean. That's not true. One of my (gasps) Frenchies was born naturally, but she has a weird shaped head. (laughs) She's so cute, though. It looks just... Is it oddly, like, um, yonic? No, I'm kidding. It's a little pointy. It's a little pointy. (gasps) Wow. Okay. You know, I can see why... um, Maybe I shouldn't have made you sit in the middle because you kind of have to. I know, she has to look back and forth. You can switch right now. It's not going to change the podcast. Yeah, just do it. There you go. (laughs) Now we can look at you together like we're your moms. Amazing. We are your moms. My moms are both named Hannah. Oh. (laughs) What for you inspires, how do you maintain your creativity when it is the field you work in? How do you keep yourself from burning out? I started this rule for myself where um, 
no matter what I was doing every single day, I had to write a scene. Uh, and that kept me writing when I was uninspired. So sometimes the scene would just be like, Hannah feels lazy, period. Um, that was the full scene. But at least it got me to sit down and actually do it. And then sometimes uh, I would feel inclined to write more. And then writing more would lead to writing a whole movie. Mm. And that wouldn't have happened unless I had that, that goal for myself. That's great. That's it's a- almost as if doing a little bit of work every day over a long period of time <laughs> will yield amazing things. <laughs> yeah, now that I'm saying it, it's not that, uh, not, not that exciting. So that's a good way to, like, build that creative muscle. But I'm asking, like, what do you do when you're being asked to constantly flex it, you know? But maybe it's just different when you're, like, I do, I'm a content creator. Well, and, g- like, yeah, give me an example. Okay. So you have to, like, right now I'm working on a book. I'm so finishing cool. writing my third Congrats. book. Congrats. Yeah, thank you. Woo! I will oh, read check it. it out. Yeah, it's uh, My Drunk Kitchen Holidays. I've never said it in front of a group before. How to is savor a, and celebrate the year. Is it a cookbook? Yeah, it's my third book, second cookbook, um, and it'll be a good time. Uh, awesome. So I'm doing the book, and I'm doing the podcast, and obviously making content. But I guess you're focused, are you focusing on multiple projects at once? You have to. Yeah. Because then, otherwise, you're just devastated when one falls apart. You've got to just keep doing everything. You're not, I, do, you, do you feel ever feel tired? I mean... All the time, I yeah. miss being 25 so much. <laughs> I can't wait. Let's do this exact, exact setup again in like seven years. Okay, I mean, I yes, I feel tired all the time, but you also, I don't know, I've always had such a like, fear of death and like always had so much anxiety and been a hypochondriac that it's like, you got to do everything right now. Oh, otherwise, man. it'll never happen. You want to talk about fear of death? No, man, I yeah. agree. That's, yes, oblivion, man. Yes. Like, comes for us all. Really? Wow. It's all a simulation. Yeah. <laughs> what are Frenchies? <laughs> yeah. Yes. I'm sorry, I didn't know how to answer that question. I mean, I just try to do everything all the time and, um, you know, try to balance everything and be a good human and a good girlfriend and a good dog mom. And, it, you know, I'm doing it's, my it's, best. It's good to stay mindful of the things that enrich your life. Like being a girlfriend and being a dog mom and like... Well, it's... Yeah, I've got to not do showbiz all the time as I'm on a podcast with you guys, but... Um, In front of a live yeah. audience! <laughs> no, yeah. I... Life is so much more fulfilling when you have all these other things that you care about, and so it makes you a little bit busier, but it also makes you a way better person. Yeah, yeah. I am blown away by the wisdom of this 25-year-old. I'm, I'm sorry. We won't, we won't mention you being 25... Anymore. Yeah. Wait, Anymore. we promised that we'd only say it like three times. We, pro- we, talk- we are. We're done. Yeah. Okay. That's it. I'm well, sure. I mean, you can keep saying it. You're making me feel the great. The youngest <laughs> studio female director. I mean. Yes. And we are so lucky to get to talk to you here at the Patreon house at South by Southwest. Oh, my God. Wait a minute. Speaking of Patreon, we'll be right back. Guys, we have a goal. It is a Patreon goal. If we get 1000 Patreon partners. Me and you are going to karaoke and dance to Knock Knock, the amazing pop song by the Korean band Twice. Wait, Knock 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 on my door? 
That's the one. Oh. I've been watching it conservatively like 60 to 85 times per day. And um, at this point, I think I know the choreography pretty well. And I can definitely teach it to you. Uh. I'm actually fluent in Korean now. Oh, my God. So, well, only if we're talking about romance and, uh. and clouds. Well, the good news is, is that this will only happen if we get to a thousand Patreon partners <laughs> on our Patreon page. <laughs> Guys, if you want to make this nightmare become true, you can go to patreon.com slash analyze this. Small caveat. If if we do get there, which I'm like, <laughs> let's let's do an abridged version. Okay, we don't have to do the whole song. Thank you. But we, we do. do. Have, we do have to dress up. Yeah, okay, fine. And we do have to finish this. And we're back! <laughs> uh, in, back in the day, linear programming. I used to <laughs> have to prepare for breaks. We sometimes like to pretend we're like on an old-timey radio show. Radio show. Yeah. For those of you just tuning in, we are here with the amazing young director and savant, <laughs> Hannah Marks. It's uh, so good to have you. Thank you so much. I'm honored to be here. Wait, can I tell you a story? Yeah. Absolutely. It's not that long. Yeah. Um, I... Was I talked with a production company at one point uh, several times about writing a bachelorette movie for you? And I, oh, I just wait for me, Hannah, for you. And I Whoa. just now, I just now remembered it. Oh my god, dude, I'm there. Do you know um a beachside? Yeah, yeah. I talked with them. I, I even had like a little Google Doc PDF with like a pitch, and I was like, she'd be really funny. And I was like, what am I bringing to the table? I'm not sure, but. Uh, <laughs> Wow. You're recognizing I should, talent. I should. It was called IRL. Oh, yeah. My God, woman. Oh, I know. My fiance, Ella, is in the audience. Is Ella just yelled, yeah. make it. Yeah. Do you guys want to do it together? I mean, we could revive this Ella project. Ella can act. You can. No, yes, you can, baby. You can do anything. You can do anything. You can play yourselves. No, we're out. <laughs> Emma Stone. Well, Emma Stone will play me. It's always Emma Stone. Emma Stone will play you? What if she did like a Norbit thing where she played both of you? You know, we have a lot of problems with that in the queer community, although uh, uh, it's uh, this kind of merging thing that... (laughs) Ella's a producer. She says, we're back in. Hannah, shut up. (laughs) I love it. You guys are all here for the conception of this movie. I know. Coming in 2021. Oh, wow. (laughs) So optimistic. (laughs) Yeah, 2021. That shows how much I know about Hollywood. You know, I, I, uh, you know, Russian Doll. It was on. It's on Amazon. Yeah, I just watched the first few episodes. Oh yeah, I watched the whole thing. It's great. It's great. Uh, it took her, you know, ten years to make that idea. I found out this morning to make the idea happen. That's exactly what trying to like work in a creative field, especially the Hollywood movie making machine, etc., feels like. Yeah, it's funny. When I was younger and I'd read, I'm so pretentious, I'd like read IndieWire or whatever. And people would be like, it took me 10 years to get this movie made. And that seems shocking. And now I'm doing it. I'm like, oh, that seems seems normal. So you gotta gotta really love what you're working on. But that's why the advent of digital media found such foothold in like in entertainment because it was able, you're able to get into a constant production machine, which is good and bad as all are all things. Uh, I mean, you can have your, you can have power now. You can have control over your own life because you can go make a movie or a short film or whatever it is you want to do on your phone with your friends on the weekends. I mean, that was what the Duplass brothers did. And now they have like a multi-million dollar deal with Netflix and they're mm-hmm. killing it. Mm-hmm. Are you, so your upcoming project, 
Shall we discuss? Sure. Let's do it. Let's do it. Anna, uh, go ahead. Hannah, go. Just jump in there, Matt. <laughs> You're 50% of this, dude. I, I know. God. Well, I have, I'm very curious. You obviously have a long, illustrious career ahead of you. What Do you have, like, some secret dream projects that you're, like, you know, like, a book you want to adapt or, like, a person called you want to adapt? called IRL. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I get a I mean, I wrote a robot movie, robot love story that I'm very excited about. Um, oh, my gosh. I wrote a movie about polygamy. Uh, I, you know, I don't know. I was working on You those. are the hero we need. <laughs> Literally, I'm like, that sounds great. Robot polygamy, even better. I know I should merge the two. Have them start. Oh my god, the movie can be called The Merger. That's oh man. Hey, come on, who got bought this year? No, I'm kidding. I mean, I was working on those when I got the one I got this movie, and honestly, this is a my dream project, and I couldn't have ever imagined. Something better coming along. So I feel like I am, I'm living the dream, guys. Yeah. <laughs> For those who don't know, um, uh, Hannah has been picked to direct the next John Green film, Turtles All the Way Down, Woo! based off that book. Yeah, buddy. Um, which is so good and great. Uh, have you read the book? <laughs> That's a joke. She had to have. Of course, yeah. I mean, I've, I've read the book like six times. I love it so much. Um, I hadn't read it when I first went up for the project. I uh, read the script first and then I read the book, um, which I feel like was a really helpful process just because I got to see it from an outside perspective. And then I also got to see it as a fangirl. Uh, I, I really, really love it. How would you describe the book? If someone's like, turtles all the way down, what's that about? I mean, I think it's just really unusual. It's so crazy to have like this really accurate portrayal of, um, of OCD in a, in a book that's a, uh, that's loved by so many people. I mean, it is, um, it is a more niche subject and it's a darker subject than most of these YA films that we see. Uh, and that's why I think it's so special because I think it's going to bring it to a bigger audience and hopefully inspire a lot of empathy. I started the book. Look, <laughs> I love John. We're, we're buds, you know. Uh, I, I, I couldn't read it. It was really, like, triggering Oddly. Like, it was one of those things that you're like... Do you, you know, have... Can I ask you if you have OCD? No, no, but I have ADHD. Uh. And I could totally manifest having OCD. <laughs> like, I'm like one hairpin... Like, one... Like, that. You know what I mean? And I guess I started reading it, and I was like, oh, I can't lean into this. Like, I mean, uh, to be fair, I'll, I'll try again, and I'll probably end up reading it. Um, but I, maybe I was in a weird, fragile I mean, place at the it time. Is a, it is a harder topic, but that's exactly why I'm excited to make it. I don't think anything has been seen like this. Do you have OCD? I don't have OCD, but I have had anxiety my whole life, and I've always been a hypochondriac, and I feel like there's some crossovers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I used to always, like, if I had a headache, I'd be positive it was a brain tumor, yeah. that sort of thing. And uh, while Aza doesn't have that, she has OCD, but a lot of the times her obsessive thoughts are about her health and about her illnesses. Yeah. So I really related to that. And I, I personally have not seen a theatrically released movie about that. Man. So how does your anxiety, does it have a influence on your work or your creative process? Do you ever have to like talk yourself down or like, cause you seem like you're so good at working steadily. I mean, I think I've worked because of it. I mean, because when you have so much anxiety and you are always afraid of dying, you, you want to, like, exactly what we're talking about, you want to work more. Um, and it, it is cool because it makes you braver because you have to fight through all the things that are that are stopping you. Um, 
and it, it it's difficult, but it's uh, it's it's exciting. You're conquering your fears. If I didn't have any fears, it wouldn't be very exciting to conquer them. Yeah, yeah. So, hey, Might as well good be afraid of everything. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a great soundbite. Somebody mark I'm that. I'm saying just really dumb stuff. No, you're saying oh. brilliant stuff, and no, you're, you're doing a great away, job. Dude. Thank you. This is you're my doing... first podcast. It is. Oh, oh, I'm so happy. Your first podcast is with two people also named Hannah. I'm, <laughs> I'm very aware of my voice. No. Yeah, yeah, you'll get past it. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> hey, are you Hannah sounds like a Muppet. Should I? Yeah, we're best It's true. Friends. I wish I knew how to do like a sexy, raspy thing. You will as you get fatigued and no. grow older and your vocal box becomes less tight. You know? You'll, you'll it's rough, there. man. It's hard out there. Yikes. Um, well, really quick, a fun note about OCD. Um, so certain like brain disorders are cousins or have similarities so there's it's really interesting because when people go and they start delving into the field of mental health and psychology psychiatry etc etc um you can actually see the tree kind of that connects it and so everybody's got different shades of something right so someone's depression or anxiety or adhd or ocd might manifest in a way that's different from another person but that doesn't change the fact that this is an experience you have to continually have. And I think that that tedium of maintaining mental health is exactly why we like to do this podcast. To be like, let's just keep talking because guess what? There's not a cure. It's not a disease. It's your life. So look forward to that. That's why I am so excited about the movie because I don't think you have to have OCD to relate to it. I mean, I love the book so much and I don't have OCD and hopefully other people will see similarities in what they're going through. And what was the question? Oh, nothing. Just a commentary. I mean, I, I like what you said. Now I forgot what I was going to say. You said something before. The tedium oh, of mental said, health? No. Yeah. <laughs> you said that everything just starts with a conversation when we were talking back oh, there. We were talking you said back there. We, yeah, we've got to just talk about everything and that'll help with the stigma. I believe what I said was, the greatest result of conflict is conversation. That's beautiful. Yeah, I, I know. I just bet. This <laughs> shit just comes out of my mouth. Hannah does this like, like 12 times a day. It's, it's, <laughs> really, it's amazing. I often, I often have to pause and gaze throughout the day. And, uh, and I'm there. I'm there. Yeah, you're there every time. Yeah, oh, like, thanks, man. Uh, no, it's truly, it's great that we're doing our podcast. <laughs> So we have a we running have. joke that uh, we're, about we're always about out. to make out. I'm like, man, I really... Have you guys ever just done it? No. no. Wait, New Year's Eve? Just uh, Yeah, maybe. I don't know. No, okay, here's my Hannah's rendition like of what happened. Okay. How okay. does Ooh. your fiancé feel about this? <laughs> chill. She's chill. Well, I walked in on Ella making Hannah into a burrito one. I should just put you in my polygamy movie. I'm ready. No, we're not, we're not monogamous. Some acting classes. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, okay, so we're all watch. We're at Hannah's place. We're watching the ball. Great New Year's. <laughs> Absolutely, great host. We're watching the ball drop. We're like, yay! And then Hannah's face just <laughs> comes onto my face so forcefully. I fell down and onto the couch, and I felt a little tongue. Um, That's molestation. <laughs> that is not true. But it was like a very silly platonic. Oh, was it like that? Exactly. Yeah, it's okay. exactly like that. All right. You can, okay, fine. That's good. Yeah. That's good. But wait. I'm glad you clarified. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I, I, yeah. Uh, it was, yeah. And it's arrested. <laughs> Blessedly, it has not been a factor in our friendship. We are merely, we are, we are merely soul buds 
on this earth. Indeed. Which indeed. feels great. It, yeah, it does. It's nice. Mm-hmm. Friendship goes a long way. Do you have friends? <laughs> I mean, platonic friendship is one of the best things on the planet. I think platonic love is one of the truest forms of love. Oh, my God. I treasure my friendships so much. So much. I, I totally agree. I think um, especially your they're friends with other women. It's really, really important. But I guess I'm just saying that because I've never been, like, one of the guys. Yeah. Like, you know those girls that are like, I play video games and I drink beer and I, I hang out with dudes. I feel like and- I do all those things, but I would not say I'm one of the guys. <laughs> I would not. I, I would not call you one of the guys, my friend. But I've always different- thought that's a weird put-down of women. Like, I know. And when you It's always be- like, well, I don't talk a lot. I actually don't have a lot of female friends. And I'm like, cool. That always really worries me. Well, I'm also, that's like me being like, uh-huh. Like, how uncomfortable would it be, like, to be like, I actually don't have any male friends? <laughs> it's so weird to discount a whole gender. Yeah. Also, what is this mythology that women don't stop talking? Have you ever met a white man? Like, <laughs> that's daily life. I'm generalizing here, obviously. Uh, I mean, people, we are three women talking <laughs> right now. People come in all different shapes and personalities. You know, in general, do you have anything? Uh, is this this is not your first South by Southwest? Uh, it is your. It's my third. I came. I the movie I made last year premiered here. Here, okay, good. Yeah. How's it treating you? It's great. I mean, people like you guys ask me to hang out. And, yeah, that's true. Uh, drink some canned wine. Oh and, yeah. Yeah. You know, um, that's how you know you made it to the big time. <laughs> Um, no, I mean, I'm, I love this festival because they're the first people to kind of, I guess, validate me in my creative endeavors outside of being an actress. Um, yep. I've gotten to be here as an actor. I've gotten to be here as a writer-director. And um, without South by, I'm not sure I would have gotten this opportunity for the John Green book. So I, uh, it's been a beautiful thing for me and really, really exciting to come back. I love it. I love it so much. We love you. Thank you for having me. Thank you oh for my being gosh. here. I'm so excited for you, Hannah Marks. I feel Thank like you so much. I've enjoyed speaking with you so much, and I feel like you're going to do such great things. Thank you, and I'm so curious about your administration. <laughs> I know. I, I thought you were going to say, I'm so, so curious secretive. about that New Year's story. Like, that, <laughs> I am curious about that And I that have well. to say one last plug, which is, if you guys want to become a patron of Analyze This, you can sign up at patreon.com slash analyze this. Hey. hey. We're on the Patreon House of Creativity. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you again to Hannah Marks for being here. And thank, thank you to you Patreon. Guys so much. Thank you so much for coming. Yay, thank you guys.